for majority of women, the work is actually with what we call our contrasexual selves, which means the gender opposite to our sex. So with our masculine, right? Because what we do in life is we outsource that onto our partners and we're like, you create safety for me. You hold my emotional body for me. What we're doing is giving away our power, number one. Two, putting a tremendous amount of pressure on our men that is completely unfair. And if the roles were reversed, we'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Welcome to Married 2.0. I'm your host, Amy Sanders. I'm a fitness and wellness pro, mom, stepmom, second wife, and master certified life coach. I'm here to help you manage your emotions, your relationships, and life so you can live a healthier, happier life. Hello, hello. Today I have Tara Megan with me. And guys, I am so excited. I, I, I think I say I'm excited for every podcast because I am, but then there's times where I'm like so excited and that's today. And that is because Tara is going to talk to us about how to tap into our feminine power and how to create this inner union that makes you unstoppable. Are you kidding me? That's like going to be so good. <laughs> she's amazing. And she's had her own spiritual journey for years. And she started this at the age of 21. And she's one of those people that went on her own little discovery where she wanted to know what's like, what more is out there. And so she was called to a journey in India and she found her second home there. And then for the next 10 years, she lived in temples throughout India and did all of this amazing stuff, which I'm going to botch it. So Tara, you're going to have to tell them everything you did. It's awesome. <laughs> and then fast forward into her other life. She becomes an accomplished doctor in marine ecology. And then the stars align for her to meet a woman who changed her life. And that's where she's at now, which is called Embodied Awakening Academy. It's where like people do like the deep dives on their soul. She's going to explain it so much better than me. So I'm so excited for you, Tara. Like she is the most beautiful person and it's been a while. We've been trying to like record this podcast for like a month or more, I swear. And we're finally together. So I'm so excited. Anyway, Tara, tell we us about there. your journey. <laughs> tell us about your journey. Thanks, Amy. That was such a beautiful introduction. I feel very touched. <laughs> um, yeah. So at age 21, I finished my degree in marine biology, which I thought was my, I was very passionate about. And then right as I finished my degree, I realized that the earth doesn't need saving, actually human heart need cultivating. And that all the problems on the planet, like within our own being, within our own psyche. And it led me to India. I spent 10 years there on and off practicing meditation, devotional singing, mantra, different deity worship. It was spectacular. It was beautiful. However, it didn't fulfill all of me. It was like, there's still something missing. There's still something missing. And I couldn't put my finger on what it was. And it wasn't until probably 15 years later that I first met Chantelle Raven, the founder of the Embodied Awakening Academy, and went to a tantric sister circle. Had no idea what that was, but my whole body was a yes. So I went along. And I, within about five minutes of hearing her speak, I was like, this is what I've been looking for. <laughs> she talked about shadows. She talked about the fact that sometimes women, we can be angry beasts. 
She talked about sexuality. She talked about pleasure. She talked about pain. And for me, it encompassed the full spectrum of the human experience, which makes sense to my being. We're in these human flesh suits, having a human experience. So for me, spirituality needs to embrace that and not reject that, which I found a lot of other traditions did. It's a very inclusive path that says, hey, we have these human bodies, we have these experiences, and actually every experience in life is a pathway to God. So we're not denying and resisting anything, and we're not attaching to anything. And I think that was the missing piece for me, is there's so much of non-attachment, fasting, abstinence, all of that in, in more masculine spiritual approaches. Whereas with Tantra, it says, yes, we don't want to attach to those things, but we also don't want to resist the human experience because it's, it is, it can be heaven on earth if we choose it to be and if we live our lives in a certain way. And so how do we do that? We don't attach to pleasure, but we don't resist pain. And that's the beauty of it all. So good. Don't attach pleasure, but don't resist pain. pain. And it's the biggest epidemic on our planet is resistance to pain. We get brought up, put a dummy in your mouth if you're crying, shush if you're, if you're angry and having a tantrum as a child. I think 90% of the people that I know who are back in Australia on antidepressants or anti-anxieties of some sort, it's like, I'm not feeling very happy. And there's not a question of why and what's underneath that. It's like, here, take some tablets. And so our whole culture is geared to numb us to feeling our pain. So we resist and resist. And what we resist gets pushed into our unconscious. And that's what Carl Jung terms as shadows, anything that's been resisted, suppressed. And then it comes out in leaky, self-sabotaging, manipulative ways that affect not just us, sabotaging our own lives, but affects our relationships as well. It is the most powerful work. Mm -hmm. I'm obsessed with what you do. It's so incredible. <laughs> it, yeah, I feel very, very, very blessed. Like, thank you, Spirit, for, for bringing that into my life. Yeah. Incredible. So you and I have talked about feminine power. Let's dive right in. Like you, you also sure. just mentioned how like we can become these beasts and we can, you know, we like react mm -hmm. and, and we show up in different ways. But how do we access and step into that feminine power that is going mm. to be good, that is going to serve us, that's going to serve our families, that is going to serve the world? Let's do it. Yeah, great, great. So essentially the foundation for all of this, actually, whether you're a female or a male, but I'll just speak specifically to females, is that even though our bodies are feminine. We internally have masculine and feminine energies. Everything actually on the planet does. There needs to be that balance of masculine and feminine. It's like yin, yang, light, dark, masculine and feminine. And as soon as people understand this, they have such a more foundational understanding of these energies that are alive in their bodies that are like playing out in different ways. So with our inner masculine and inner feminine, that can present in healthy feminine qualities like love, compassion, passion, communication, the emotional body, sensuality, and it can present in masculine qualities, which is stillness, presence, determination, focus, commitment, 
right? And we both of them exist within us. They can also present in unhealthy. So unhealthy feminine is chaotic, manipulative, views her emotional body onto others, has big fits of emotional outburst, and the unhealthy masculine detaches, runs away, can go into a cave and not want to communicate, can also be the work addict that mm. focuses on work rather mm. than connection, right? So you kind of get the, get the drift of these four quadrants of healthy feminine, masculine, unhealthy feminine, masculine. For majority of women, the work is actually with what we call our contrasexual selves, which means the gender opposite to our sex. So with our masculine, right? Because what we do in life is we outsource that onto our partners and we're like, you create safety for me. You hold my emotional body for me. What we're doing is giving away our power, number one, to putting a tremendous amount of pressure on our men that is completely unfair. And if the roles were reversed, would be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I want you to do this for me, but I'm not going to do this for you. So don't even ask. (laughs) You You hold my emotional body and make me happy, but I'm not going to make you happy. That's not part of the deal. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, the truth stings. (laughs) It's actually really simple. And the simplest way to get this is to write a list of everything that your ideal man, that your ideal partner would do for you. I want you to create safety for me. I want to feel chosen. I want to be prioritized. I want you to give me loving words of affirmation and gratitude. I want you to take me out on dates and surprise me. I want you to give me some loving touch every day, right? All these expectations that we have on our men, I want you to be affectionate with me. Write that list. And then you create another list for yourself. You take the emphasis off the external onto the internal. And this is the key for Tantra. This is actually the key of majority of spiritual traditions that says, that everything in life is a reflection, everything. And you either believe that or you don't. Mm. And if you believe it, you can't believe it sometimes when things are good and not believe it when things are going quote unquote bad, right? So our partners, in my experience, 100% and all the clients that I've worked with are a 100% reflection of us, even if it's difficult to see at times. So what we're wanting to do is to constantly take all of this energy that we're pouring out onto our partners, onto our friends, onto our colleagues, onto our children, and bring the energy back to ourselves and go, where does this live in me? How can I meet this myself with my own inner union? So with our list, you're then going, I choose myself. I prioritize myself. What does that look like? I've been putting off doing this colon cleanse for months and months and months. And I noticed my energy was going out a lot into giving, into my relationships, into my friendships. And I'm like, wow, okay, I feel like my partner's not prioritizing me right now. Where's the reflection? I am not prioritizing myself. So then I took action with my healthy masculine and I did this colon cleanse for seven days. And my God, it's one of the best things I've done for myself in the last few years. I spent a week by myself eating super healthy food, juice fasting, cleansing my body and the insights and inspiration and clearings that came from that were magnificent. So like, thank you, beloved, for reflecting where I wasn't prioritizing myself. And when I actually listened to that and took self-responsibility for that, 
it not only benefited me, but our relationship just went next level after that. And I wasn't a nagging, you're not prioritizing me. Why aren't you taking me out on dates? I want more cuddles. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what we like to do, right? We like to, we like to just point the finger, but look at you just taking ownership and stepping back. So you practice, you know, you practice this work and you help people with this work, but obviously you are totally practicing it on yourself and listening to you too. Like you're Oh yeah. I get my ass kicked. If I don't, you can't teach something that you don't practice. (laughs) (laughs) But what a beautiful blessing that that was for you. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's, there's two parts to that. So one, you're taking the reflection back, right? So I'm now taking myself on myself on dates. I've been having amazing snorkeling experiences. I'm going to this incredible sauna meeting amazing people like filling my cup and the the gifts are amazing so when you actually listen to what the universe is reflecting to you through your loved ones then it actually serves you in miraculous ways and the incredible thing is that then the outer reality changes like magic astounding it still blows my mind even though I've been practicing for this for years I'm still like wow, the work works. (laughs) Yeah. Such a powerful thing because as you start showing up in your own power and as you start meeting your own needs, you are different in the way you show up Mm -hmm. in your relationships. And so your relationships do change. Yeah. And the pressure's taken off them then. My first session with Raven that I ever had, I came to her because my relationship was just in constant bickering and conflict. And she said to me two things. She said, you need to shut the fuck up and back the fuck off your man. (laughs) And I'm like, who is this woman? And my whole body went, damn right. It was so true. Some part of me knew. And so that's what we want to do, right? And so we want to back the fuck up and we want to shut the fuck up and do the inner work. And what that looks like is two things, meeting our own needs, which I just described. But the other part is when there's a trigger in our emotional body, which means when we feel contraction or when we feel an elevated emotion, which is usually either anger, sadness, or fear. It's one of those three. They're the core three emotions. We want to pause and we want to shut the fuck up and back the fuck off and not communicate from that space. I do not communicate to my partner if I'm triggered now. And it's been seven months and I've been able to keep that for the first time in relationship. And it is superb, the effect. So pause, take space, and then let that emotion run completely unaltered on your cushion. And what that looks like is express and release tools. So I will thump the shit out of pillows and call my partner all names under the sun or I'll cry and I'll be like why me whatever the emotion is I will let that energy run because whatever we suppress comes out in leaky manipulative self-sabotaging ways so you want to let the emotional body run and if there's a trigger it actually means that the current situation is triggering something from your past otherwise it wouldn't be a wound Because some other woman in the same situation might be like, oh, that's fine. That just kind of blows right off my shoulder. So anytime there's a trigger, it's like, now I'm like, great. There's something in my unconscious that I can access and clear. 
and integrate into power. And this is the path of coming into our power is when our triggers come up, we pause and we explore that by firstly running the emotional body, completely unspiritual, let it out like a beast <laughs> or whatever it is, the emotion it is. And then you wanna ask yourself the question, what does this remind me of? Usually go back to the father wound or the mother wound, depending on what your upbringing was or a past relationship. And you just trust your intuition, what, what comes. Something will come straight away when you're in your body and you're breathing and you're sounding and you're moving. They're the three portals into the body and into the unconscious, which is why we want to express and release with breath, sound and movement. Wow. Okay. So you're saying to heal the old wound. So say we have a trigger and it comes up. We're like, okay, I'm going to pause. I'm going to allow this emotion. So I'm going to do all the things to get it out, whether I'm screaming, lashing out, crying, whatever, I'm just going to allow it. And then just ask myself like, all right, what is this reminding me of? Yes. And then as that comes up, do I just love on that and like, let that release? What do I do when that comes up? Mm -hmm. what do, what's... Exactly the same thing is you feel that completely okay. unspiritual because so many people it's like we just go to love and forgiveness love and forgiveness and I tried that and it worked for a few years and then when I came to Tantra it was like wow I have so much rage and so much anger inside of me towards this person because I bypassed the actual core emotion so, so you take it. yourself back so feel it so then so I'll use myself as an example what does this remind me of ah okay my father was largely physically and emotionally absent and then memories will just come this is what happens when you're going into your body and your unconscious memories just come when they're ready to be felt and you allow yourself to feel and express what you weren't safe to feel and express back then mm. because either there wasn't the safety provided you didn't have the emotional capacity to do that um, or you were told shush don't express that's not okay so what that looks like is you run that. Maybe you want to chuck a tantrum. Maybe you want to say, I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. Why couldn't you just love me? Why couldn't you just give me your attention? All I want is for you to spend some time with me. You're stupid. And you let that emotion run and you express what you couldn't express that back then. And then you can ask yourself. So that's question number one. The question number two is what's the energy and emotion beneath this? And the reason that this is important is there's always the conscious wound, you could say, which for me is usually anger is my go-to. I get triggered and then I'm angry. So I run the anger. What does this remind me of? My dad or maybe a past marriage or relationship and I'll let that anger run. That's not okay. Not allowed to say that to me. Give me more time. Give me more affection. What it is, whatever it is. And then once that's purged from your body, I, okay, that's out now. What's the energy and emotion between this? And there will always be sadness beneath mm -hmm. the anger because the anger is the conscious wound, which is often the self-protection. And beneath that is the sadness. And then you let yourself grieve and drop into that vulnerable space and grieve the absence of a parent who of course we want to be there to love and support us and show up for us. And if that didn't happen from either a parent or 
a sibling or a past partner, then we need to grieve that. So we give ourselves the chance to grieve that. And if the go-to is sadness, so it switched for me for about three years where when I got triggered, I went into sadness. Then you run that energy and you go back in time and go, what does this remind me of? And then you ask the question, what's the energy and emotion beneath this? And for people who feel a lot of sadness, the unconscious wound is anger because they've had their boundaries crossed so many times and haven't been listened to that to claim back their power, they need to feel their anger and they need to let out a few fuck yous and claim (laughs) their power and let that energy run. And so pillow beating is super good for that. So you want to like be hitting pillows and saying, no, no. You want a hand scream. You want to chuck a tantrum. And then once you've purged that from your body and you've gone to both of those places, then you enter the void actually. And this inner place of stillness where it's like, finally, that's being released. Finally, that's being felt. That pain that's being trapped in our nervous system. Finally, that's being felt. And then you bring everything back to yourself. And that's when you bring this love into yourself and give yourself what you need. And and really what we're doing with Tantra and whether you're involved in Tantra or not, we're learning to reparent ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we're being the best lover for ourselves. We're being the best mother for ourselves. We're being the best father for ourselves. And we're showing up for ourselves fully in this lifetime. And this is the most powerful way to do it is where we clear the energy from the past and then we give ourselves what we need. So I will now always bring in healthy father energy to myself at the end of of one of these processes and be like, I love you, Tara. I'm so proud of the woman you are. You're such a beautiful human being. You have such beautiful wisdom to share with people and I'll give myself the support that I need that way. You would explain it before I'd even ask you. Know, I was like, mm. okay, I don't need, you know, like you explained it so well. And it makes so much sense that we have to feel that emotion in order for it to actually be released instead of just forgiving it like too soon so yeah. that it's still there. Yeah. It's not totally released, but then it also makes me think, holy crap. There's a lot of stuff in every single person. There is. Because you have to clear this for each thing, right? Like you're going to have to clear it like as something comes up and then it triggers an emotion or a memory or whatever. You have to clear that, but that's just one. So there's going to be a lot of work. Yeah. And there's layers. I'm like, really? Still daddy abandonment wound? My God. (laughs) And it's quicker. What used to be an hour process for me now will come in and it will be, I'll spend three minutes on it and I'll let myself breathe at another layer. I have a bit of a cry and then, and then it passes. The alternative is that we go through our lives in constant feeling either conflict and frustration that people around us or ourselves because we can also put the same on ourselves or not feeling like that we're fulfilled in our relationships with others or our relationship with ourselves or our work and then we're just in this kind of mediocre life where we're not really feeling the fucking brilliance and aliveness of life that is possible And I was there, like that was me. I was miserable in my relationship, miserable in my job, hated myself. And my life is completely different now, purely 
from doing the work. I get excited when there's a trigger now because I'm like, yeah, what else can I integrate into my power? Because that's the way that it works. But it's the resistance to pain that creates the thought of, oh my God, there's so much work I need to do on myself. You will only get coming to the surface what you're capable of moving through. The more work we do, we can become like Tara where it only takes a couple minutes. But also I have to say this, tell us where you live right now. <laughs> She's like, I love my life and I love my relationships. So let's just like, let's just tell everyone where you live. <laughs> so I live in Bali in Uluwatu. I live in a, this beautiful jungle castle where my bedroom, half of it has just is completely open and I look over a forest and I'm very, very blessed. <laughs> it took a lot to get here. It took a lot to get here. But yeah, you're living in Bali. So amazing in this like fairy tale land, releasing all of the energy and embracing all of your feminine power. I love it. <laughs> yeah, and I live with like amazing housemates. My partner and I live just up the road from each other and we both live in houses with housemates and all of us every day have a daily practice. So that's the other thing is if you have it, like I do this every day, every morning I start my day like this and my whole household does. So we have a 7 a.m. room rule, you go for it. <laughs> and, you know, yesterday my, my girlfriend, I haven't spoken to her, so I don't know what it's about, but she got a text message and she's like, oh. And then she goes to her bedroom and she expresses and releases and she lets it out. I'm like, that's my girl. And so we're all giving each other permission to feel and express as it comes up so that we can come back to our inner wholeness and joy and live these extraordinary lives. Oh my word. Can you imagine how powerful it would be if we all did this? Oh well, that's, my gosh. That's it. And that, that's really my intention with the Academy and with Ravens. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're developing practitioner training. So I, this is all I do in sessions with people is guide people through this in person and online. And then we're training people around the world to hold space, to be able to guide people through the same process. And then Tantra teacher training so that people can teach us. And the more people who do this work, the more messages I get going, where are there other people who are doing this work so that we can like, you know, have community and support each other. And that's why, I, that's why I can't leave Bali because the community here is so supportive and we're all doing the same work and we give each other sessions and we, we talk about the same things. And then we just have a lot of joy together as well. Such powerful work. Okay, so with the Embodied Awakening Academy, what is the website? Well, I, I do have the website in the show notes. So that will be there. It's just embodiedawakeningacademy.com, right? So. Yeah. We were to say, I want this work. And you do do it online. Yeah. So you don't have to be online. in Bali. <laughs> no, no. There's amazing online courses of Ravens. They're eight-week courses. So for people who want to work with shadow work, Ignite Your Power is like a, such a deep dive. For people who want to work on inner union and relationships, relationship tantra. And for people who want to work with sexuality, sacred sexuality. Yeah, and then there's online sessions with Raven, with myself with other members. So awesome. I, I think it's such a beautiful work. You know, we do similar things where I'm helping women release their mind, like their mind blocks and all this stuff. But this is like all like even bigger. This is like 
you know what you do is just like releasing, actually bringing the spiritual aspect into it is just so powerful. Uh, and I'm such, I, I just think it's such beautiful work. You're doing uh, amazing. Thank things. you. There is one more thing that I want to say to be in integrity yes. with the process. And that is once you've had a trigger and you've done the process and you come into that inner void to complete, you then want to ask yourself the question, do I have a need that either I need to meet myself or I need another to meet? Or do I have a boundary that I need to meet myself or with my partner? This is super important because you don't just go, oh, everything's to do with me. I've got to do the inner work. No, there's also an external trigger for a reason. Something is out in the relationship or a need isn't being met, but you're communicating that and you're feeling that from this clear centered place. And then if you have a need, you then say to your partner, hey, I'd like to have a conversation about something. And you intentionally communicate your need by communicating how you feel, what you need, and what that would provide you with. So I feel sad. I need more quality time together, which looks like three days a week of us spending the afternoon and evenings together. And that would make me feel loved and appreciated. Or I feel frustrated. I need for you to pick up the children from school twice a week. And that would make me feel more appreciated and respected in the way that we're bringing up the children together. They're just two examples. So it's super important to communicate our needs and super important to set boundaries with our partners as well if they're not showing up. But when you do it from this clear place, it will be received and there's no like going back and forth with, with different grievances that then continue into the path. It's just like there are yes or there are no or there are let's compromise. Yeah. So it takes all the drama and conflict out of relationships. I just wanted to add that. That's such an important thing to add. Thank you. And yeah. yeah, you're actually communicating with your partner and it's not attacking in the way that you're doing it. I have this, I'm feeling this way. Yeah. This is going to really help. You know, it really does form a healthy way to communicate while also getting your needs met. It's a perfect way. Exactly. For relationships. Yeah. And the beauty of it is when it doesn't have like years of the past added to it, which they feel, whether they're conscious of it or not, they feel the weight of our demands when it's not clear. But actually, when we ask for our needs to be met, it always serves the other person, always serves the other person. Yeah. Because it's calling them to power. So good. You have shared like so many good things. I'm like, whoa, I'm ready to go release. I need to go release right now. Yeah, go shake, go shake. <laughs> go do all the things. Uh, thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. You're just such a beautiful person. And again, everybody, their website will be in the show notes, but it is embodiedawakeningacademy.com. And I'll also have Tara's email on there too, if you want to reach her directly. But I just feel honored to have you here. And I'm just so glad that we've connected. And thank you, thank you, thank you. Likewise. And I love the work that you're doing in this world. Keep doing it. It's amazing. Thanks. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, who is your life coach? If you don't have one, I'd be honored to be your coach. I've created a virtual coaching program called Thrive Club that I'd like to invite you to join. We address challenges, we work on goals, and ultimately we thrive together. There's group coaching, individual coaching, and hundreds of hours of courses and content that I've created just for you. If you're ready to take your life to the next level, 
then come check out Thrive Club at luckysanders.com forward slash membership.